Welcome back to Careers Explained. This week, we're talking with David Farley about his career path and current role as a principal at William Amos Off High School. Welcome, David, and thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate the opportunity. Glad to share my journey, what I do, and all that. So, ultimately, my career path. You know, how did I get to be the principal or leader of Huff High School? And I think I have to go all the way back to first grade. Um, and I take you all the way back to first grade because my first grade teacher, Miss Judgewitz, told my mother that I would never be more than a C or D student. Lucky to graduate high school and probably not college bound. You know, I remember being the oldest of four boys and just that summer being absolute misery. Flashcards, um, just constant reading and just nothing that I think a six, seven year old boy probably wanted to be doing. Um, but it definitely, you know, back then I look back, those that strong sense of work ethic um, and you know, wanting to almost, you know, be self-motivated to prove people wrong, that, that no one is going to tell you what you want to do or be about is really how I still carry myself today. I pride myself in having extremely hard work ethic. I'm not afraid to say that I'm going to out outwork you. Um, I'm not afraid to think that I'm going to prove you wrong. You know, like those inner thing, those inner characteristics are desirable still motivate me and help really get to me where I am, where I am today. Um, sort of educationally, grew up in upstate New York, went to Whitesboro High School. But from Whitesboro High School, I went on to SUNY Oswego or the State University of New York. Um, sort of always knew I wanted to get back into teaching or coaching. Um, but I'm also a man who's always thinking maybe two, three, four steps ahead, whatever I'm doing, whether it's um, my work, my family, my finance, I'm always trying to be very forward thinking, give myself options. So instead of going right into education, I went into history, always giving myself an option to get into law school if I wanted to in my in my BA, you know, in my BA years, be like, hey, I don't think education is going to work out. I'm going to jump into law school. Um, but really, after my in New York State at the time, you only needed 60 credits to start substitute teaching after two years. I had that. I started immediately subbing. Um, and I instantly knew that I really wanted to get right into that. This was the path that I wanted to get into. And when I went to school to for history, the path was really never to be just quite a teacher or a coach. The path really always was always my goal was always to be exactly what I'm doing right now, was to be a principal of a large, comprehensive high school, all the bells and whistles. Um, graduated after four years with my degree in history. In New York, I went right back for my master's in adolescent education. Finished up there. That's 2009. Um, recession's hitting. I was very, very fortunate to get a job at, in 2009 as a history teacher. Very small school. I was coaching modified football, coaching varsity hockey, coaching varsity baseball. Did that for three and a half years. I was coaching. I was teaching. I was hustling on the bar on, on the side. My four, four of my brothers were all working at the same bar. It's like a scene out of a movie, all working together, making that extra money. Um, just, you know, work. But I bring that up, though, because I was working like 16 hour days and I was exhausted. I was tired and I didn't see I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to become a principal. I just I didn't see myself moving up as fast as I would have liked in New York and my hometown. Everyone sort of looked at me as that 
varsity hockey coach or that varsity baseball coach. And I knew I would be trapped there, honestly, that it would be very hard to break out of that cycle. It would have been very hard, um, you know, meet the mom of my, of my two beautiful ch children, uh, have a boy and a girl, one's four, one's one and a half. So she convinces me to come on down and take the move down the East Coast. We settle in Charlotte, and I've been here since 2013. Um, I started teaching at Harding University High School, social studies. From there, I got into Gardner-Webb um, to get my administration administrative add-on license. Went to North Mech for a year, and now I've been actually at Huff High School for seven years. Thank you for that fascinating and inspiring overview. And then rewinding a little bit, to when you first set your sights on education. Now you talked about kind of the impression that your first grade teacher had on you. Yep. And I might be tied to that, but can you walk through why you were interested in education and then specifically why you wanted to be a principal as opposed to yep. teacher or coach? It certainly was in elementary school that I was that I was thinking like, hey, I want to become a teacher. I mean, I remember being on like the teacher's naughty list board and all that. And I was a kid getting in a you know, a scrap on the playground for sure. Um, it probably was when I changed from elementary school to middle school. And when I got to middle school, none of the teachers knew who I was. They had no bias of who I was. They didn't know Dave Farley. They didn't know he loves sports. They didn't know anything about me or maybe the misbehaviors. They just knew, they didn't, they didn't have that preconceived notion. So when I got to middle school, it was almost like a fresh start. Um, we were on teams there. So you had two groups, like there was three teams within the school, 200 students on a team per se. And sixth, seventh and eighth grade year, I was top of my team, you know, having the highest grade. So I just, I really just put my nose into the books in middle school, just really, you know, and it was because I had a fresh start, you know, and in middle school, I really had a lot of personable um, social studies teachers. Um, and my mom is currently a secretary at the high school that I graduated from. And the principal of the school was my social studies teacher in seventh grade. <laughs> so, and that, and, and um, you know, that social studies teacher was definitely a huge influence on me. I remember him specifically throwing the football across the courtyard to me, you know, and just like, you know, being like this larger than life figure, you know, and just having relationships with the kids. And I think that sort of like seeing that sort of just ability to, you know, build relationships with kids and not just a 60 in your classroom, but across the school is sort of how what transcended me to go into that lane. It was really like, how do I continue to give back, be involved in athletics? How do I get be around kids ultimately? You know, I'm, I'm a big kid at heart, honestly. <laughs> and. Then once you decided what you wanted, you talked about kind of the different roles you had along the way. Can you explain what the typical path to becoming principal is? I know you mentioned kind of being a dean. What are yeah. the typical steps? So there's a lot of different paths to get to, get to really the principalship. Uh, it was one that I definitely sort of studied before I even got into the administration. I mean, um, it's just what roles and responsibilities can you build to get your resume? So I knew, so for me, I knew that I needed to become very uh, knowledgeable of all things high school. I knew that I wanted to become a high school principal, not an elementary, not a middle school, a high school principal. That was the goal ultimately. So I became the master scheduler at my school year one. 
Um, I was one of the younger master schedulers out there. It's a tremendous task for 2,500 students, 200 different staff members and how to create that schedule. But creating the master schedule just really lends you to a lot of experiences and opportunities that sort of separates you from other assistant principals or deans. Um, and then I think another thing that I did that was very intentional was you know, trying to rate, to increase student achievement and putting in some supports for some of those students. Um, one of those examples are partnering with a program called Equal Opportunity Schools. We have increased advanced placement enrollment for all subgroups at Huff High School and in particular African-American and Hispanic students. Not only have we increased um, those subgroups the, the most, but we have also had those students be extremely successful um, on college board and advanced placement exams. So um, I think, and it, tra it really transcends to really job, any job, opportunity, career, it's being intentional, um, like what is going to leverage me to that job? And it sounds like it's less so that there are specific jobs you need to check off like dean Correct. or the principal and more just have a resume with the qualities that would fit into your job description is that right yeah you definitely need to be be a teacher for a number of years you probably need to be like as a, a dean you need to do some discipline you need to be over a department you need to do some coaching feedback walkthroughs you probably have to have some sort of parent or community group um so some of those nuances of a dean and then as an assistant principal you probably are over a master scheduler you might be over all community partnerships you might be over clubs and organizations but trying to get your hat your hand in as many pots as possible and really owning the work really making it quote unquote your own um versus just sort of like yeah it's sort of mine you know and i'm just along for the ride um and i look at you know colleagues and friends that do that in other other jobs that they're not, it's not really their work. You know, it might be their, their group's work, but it's not their work. And they're just sort of putting their name on it. Um, so really owning that particular initiative, program, whatever you want to call it, uh, and making it your own. Awesome. And then you got the role, so you were successful from having your pan hand in all those pots. What would you describe the main roles and responsibilities of being a principal? So I think the main roles and responsibilities, especially of being a high school principal, you are you are more like a CEO. This, I mean, it is 2,500 students, 200 staff members. You are running a small city. I think also with me, you know, as a principal, 2,500 students, you need to be energetic. You need to be motivating. You need to be able to delegate. You need to be able to say no. You need to be able to make fast decisions um, in high leverage situations. You need to show empathy. You need to, um, you know, I think the, one of the hardest things for me to do is know that some of the decisions you're going to have affects not only staff, parents, but children's lives, right? And when, when I'm making one of those really hard, hard decisions, whether it be staff related, parent related, I always ask myself, and it really comes down to very, this very simple question, what's best for the kids? And that's it. And a lot of the times when I find myself like teetering back and forth, what's, and I just say, what's best for kids? And it's, it makes it so much easier to like come to that conclusion. And it's just like, yeah, that's the right decision. 
talked about the qualities. What are the roles and responsibilities of your role? Main roles and responsibilities. I mean, they're vast. They go from coaching and feedback. They go from building your, um, you know, your assistant principals and administrative team. They go to budgeting. They go to finance. They go to facilities. I mean, this is a large campus. I'm fighting to get new turf down in my football field. The hill behind me is a mudslide, so I'm trying to get that fixed. But I mean, everything that happens, community use, people using your facilities, the hiring, the staffing, that's what really what I'm doing right now is really trying to get staff for next year. 200 staff members, they come and go, you know, whether it be all the way from a another assistant principal down to your cafeteria or custodian. I try to sit down and meet with every single employee that I hired. I think one of the most overlooked job functions is staffing. And then can you describe, it sounds like your day is going to vary a lot, but an example of what a typical day would be for you in terms of how those roles and responsibilities fill your calendar. Yeah, absolutely. So I, like I said, I got a four-year-old and a one and a half-year-old. So, uh, you know, a typical day, I'm up at 4.30. I'm to work before 5.45, the six o'clock, the earliest. We got students coming in at 6.45. We're screening them in the doors from 6.45 to 7.15. That time period from 6 to 6.45, I'm cleaning up email. I'm cleaning up any loose projects that I got going on. I'm checking my calendar. Um, I might be typing an observation. You know, I might be doing something budget related. Um, 7.30, you know, then you go right in the first block. You know, 7.30, you might be, uh, you know, meeting with a parent or you might be conducting an observation or you might be handling a discipline incident with a fellow colleague and giving them some advice um throughout the day it's extremely vast um i tried to have a schedule especially around coaching feedback walkthroughs observations because if you don't put those on your schedule and going and seeing like you know your teachers it becomes you become overwhelmed of like you could be you could get sucked down a rabbit hole so quickly that it's just not going to happen so i have to really protect time for those types of things to happen like whether it be i want to meet with this group of teachers and review some data, or I want to go visit these five classrooms, or I want to go take my admin team on a learning walk, and we all go see the see six classrooms together, and we de debrief after. Um, so the day can vary vastly from seven fifteen to two fifteen. Um, you know, then there's just the, the, the typical duties that administrators have in high school. You got to do ca uh, cafeteria duty. You got to do hallway duty. You're checking bathrooms, typical stuff like that to keep your school safe and running. Um, I've been here for seven years, so I know where the, the high leverage areas are. Um, you know, then you can be meeting with a, a, with a, you know, a student down in student services and advisement for scheduling for next year, uh, meeting with a parent, you know, disgruntled about tardies or skipping or something serious, whether it be social and emotional related. So those sort, I mean, that's why I really think you just need to be able to go with the flow in the position as well. Um, if you are so fixated on like, you have to have a schedule, but if you are fixated on like, this has to happen at this certain time, you are going to be very hard pressed. So a lot of very different roles and every day would be different dynamics. Yes. And what do you like and find challenging about the role? I definitely love the students. Uh, that's number one. Um, I just enjoy the energy i enjoy going to games extracurricular activities it is definitely the students number one i love and enjoy it and i would i would think 
the challenge is, is, you know, it's what I signed up for. It's just the sheer responsibility of the job. It's me and my, my athletic director, we call this place the machine because it never turns off. It's always going. Your email's constantly going. You're probably going to receive, I'm probably going to receive 200 emails on any given day. It is just one of those jobs with a high pace. So it is what I certainly signed up for. Um, but I definitely look forward to those pauses, maybe in some of those emails, whether it be around, I really have three solid breaks and it's Christmas break, spring break, and the week of 4th of July. And those three weeks, I really relish because it, everything sort of becomes quiet for a little while, but I would just say it's the sheer volume of being a leader of a high school versus maybe so even a leader of an elementary school. It's just, there's so much going on, whether it be sports, arts, plays, art show, dance, you name it, but there's, it's just the volume of everything going on. And then what advice would you have for someone who likes everything you're talking about, the students, the diversity of the role and getting to be a part of shaping the youth? So I think if you wanted to be principal, I think it's extremely important to, and I think critical to your success in the principalship to, before you go to be that principal, get yourself into multiple schools and even hold a job into multiple schools. And with schools that have different demographics, schools that have different characteristics, because I think the best leaders can lead in any school or environment. And I think that goes for teachers as well. I think the best teachers can teach in any building. I've, I've found in, my, in this work now that you'll often hear that, oh, they would be such and such a good fit for so-and-so school. And so I always sit back and I'm like, why are they only a good fit for that school? He or she. You know, like the best, the very best should be able to do it, I believe, and any school, any environment with any kids, any demographics. Um, and I think it's important to, to intentionally get yourself into those different schools. So if you want to become a principal, I highly encourage, you know, become a teacher in, you know, the high, the, the wealthy suburban, suburban school and get yourself in the middle of the road school, get yourself in a, you know, a urban school and they all the chance there's challenges in any school. I promise you that. And there's, great celebrations in any school, but they're different. And that landscape is different. Um, so I think that is key to anyone really wanting to get into the role is to see those different landscapes. Because then when you're a part of a large organization, especially like Charlotte Mecklenburg schools, and you're seeing a decision being made, you sort of might, you might have a different perspective because you think more holistically of like, oh, I can see why they're maybe making that decision because of X, Y, and Z. Right. You have a much better perspective. And you're just not thinking of your community that mm -hmm. you only know. And any other advice? Uh, drink coffee. Drink <laughs> coffee. I drink uh, drink probably too much, but drink coffee. Yeah. Drink, <laughs> drink coffee. Two kids and 4 a.m. wake ups with your schedule. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> drink coffee. Yes. Well, thank you so much for describing yep. your experience and that advice. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I, I'm glad I could join. I hope I was of some help of, of any kind. But appreciate it. To anyone appreciate whose it. teacher tells them they won't graduate high school, maybe you'll actually be the principal of a high school. Prove them there wrong. you go. 